welcome back to the No Bad Karma podcast. I'll be in the Sugar Daddy Changed My Life. The musical introduction today was Moderate Passion Tango by Elena Smirnova from her album Musical Menu. You can find that and all the music I've had on here on freemusicarchive.org. Try to obey their uh, rules to use her music. I know that I do. And then I occasionally dedicate an episode, and today's episode is dedicated to my one and only Bumble match of the day, at least thus far, Alyssa. So Alyssa, this is for you. Uh, It just turns out that what I was going to talk about, what I wrote last night, kind of went along with with uh, Alyssa's profile. So uh, I told her I would dedicate this to her and and talk about that. I swiped right on Alyssa knowing she was looking for sugar because as I've said before, there's a subset of you out there, you sugar babies that listen, and I know there's a few of you, that that's uh, really uh, what you're looking for. You're you're looking for sugar. And then there's another subset of you that's uh, looking for a guy that's a provider. Just uh, uh, you just want to know that you're with somebody who's going to pay for dinner and remember uh, what you were wearing and know what color your eyes are. So if you're a newer listener, you'll know that some of uh, you should know that some of these episodes are about how I got to this place, and a couple are straight up uh, rants that are somehow related to the struggle, the trauma, and real time that I've had to deal with because of my own past choices. But others are, and and the the goal of this of this uh, podcast about seven years of my life is what I learned, and. Uh, I don't always, I haven't always emphasized that in some early episodes I didn't at all, but I, I've tried to more recently and some episodes are dedicated specifically to that. Like today's, uh, uh, previously I talked about living your brand, getting yourself a mantra. And those are things I learned through the process of what I I've gone through. But today, today what I want to talk about is passion and someday soon I'll have the website done and these episodes will be organized in a way where you can find them like the pizza baby episodes the pasta baby episodes and then what I learned Uh, but for now you can find them on Spotify Uh, there's a no bad karma podcast and a no bad karma user that's the user I listen to all day or use all day when I listen to music and then there's uh, uh, on Podbean, you can search for No Bad Karma and find us there. And on NoBadKarma.com, there the latest episode is always there and a link to Spotify. But again, talking about getting back to today's episode, I want to talk about passion. And it, what I learned over the last few years in particular is the absolute true meaning of passion. And I'm not talking about in the bedroom. That's going to be a separate episode because I learned so much about passion that, that there are so many things to talk about. So really, if anything, today's passion 101 intro to what do you want to do with your life or, uh, you know, what drives you, what is really inside of you. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about what passion is 
and give examples of it and examples of misplacing it, including my own. I try to point out my own faults and then a little bit about where it comes from, because it should be obvious. It's trauma. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. So moving on with uh, the topic, you know, I mentioned I dedicated today's episode to Alyssa, uh, who was a, a, a bumble match and and uh, and actually the whole uh, it wasn't dating or uh, relationships that, that were driving the passion discussion. It was actually going to be some other things. Uh, but I, I really decided just with some things that have happened lately to really just, again, talk about about passion as a whole. And, you know, so I dedicated it to Alyssa. So getting back to 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 my dating profile for a minute, I describe myself on those apps as eclectic, eccentric and passionate. But forget the first two, because passion, people, passion is life. Passion is getting up every day and going to a job that you pretty much love. And I talked once about being only 85% happy, but here's where I'm going to tell you, being 85% happy with your job is going to be pretty damn good. And it's okay to shoot for more and you should if it's really driving you or if it's tied to some other passion you have, especially if you ain't 85%, you should definitely shoot for more. But, you know, the grass is always going to look greener. Every job you have is going to have something crappy about it that you don't want to do. It's just the way it is. And and that really translates to relationships and everything else. You know, you, you, you can make a list of 10 things you want and rarely are you going to find all 10. 10, right? So you might find eight and a half here, nine and a quarter here, but the eight and a half's better because the 0.75 that's missing in the other is really more important. So it, 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 you don't know. You know, it's nothing's ever perfect. Uh, I'm not saying don't shoot for 100%, but sometimes 85% is where it's at. Uh, <laughs> passion is wanting to be with let's let's leave uh, uh, relationships and dating aside for a minute. I, I've already said passion is like work, getting up and, and doing something you love. But passion extends to your family, too. And, uh, uh, you know, wanting to be with them or wanting to make the most of the time with them and and that's how you know you're you're in a good place and you're not being selfish because if you're thinking of your family i mean you know sure there's exceptions to every rule i got stuff in my family too right but i'm saying generally speaking right you you're, you might be thinking of your you know not all not every family's brady bunch right it's more like roseanne raising hope bob's burgers the middle Right. The list goes on. But really, like wanting to be with your family, wanting to feel that love, that's passion. Right. Uh, You know, it makes me think. uh, Let me check my time here. Yeah, it makes me think. uh, I'll deviate and tell a little story here for a minute. It makes me think uh, uh, of my ex-wife. Because uh, we would do a lot of things, a couple trips probably every year on average with uh, some portion of the in-laws, sometimes the brother-in-laws and their family. And at the end of the day, they were all a good time. 
And there were a couple of summers where uh, we'd have a lot of last minute cookouts and we had a boat for a, a couple of years and we went out on the boat a couple of times. And, it, you know, it, it was great. It's that it's that spontaneity with your family, with the people you love. Now that I'm divorced, uh, I've looked back and realized I said I'd give examples of misplaced passion. Well, I realized that during most of my daughters growing up, we just didn't do as much with my family. And and I mean, not the same things at all. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. You know, people's ages, schedules. Uh, economic status, what, whatever, everything's different. And, uh, you know, we were going with the, the cousins that were the same age as my kid. But the, the, the point is, is I look back and realize, you know, I misplaced that passion with my family a little bit during the time my daughter was growing up. I should have pushed for it more. Not that my ex-wife was ever against it, but I should have just made sure it happened. Right. And I didn't, but Mistakes, not regrets. Uh, then there's passion in your beliefs. So obviously you can go to people of faith and and uh, Christians in particular uh, is a, an example I often use. But I'm going to put that aside for a minute because a couple people don't like me talking about religion so much. And, and I got a lot to say about that at some point. But uh, let's talk about passion in your beliefs. Like uh, personally... Uh, I, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, my ex-wife and I would have this argument about, uh, argument in quotes about people with a sign saying anything helps. And she'd say, I go up and tell them where they can get food and, and I want to pray for them. Okay, great. Pizza Baby and I had the same argument. And she said, everybody deserves a bottle of water and a sandwich. And she's absolutely right. And it took me a little bit going through my own thing to to truly 100% in my heart agree with that. But it's true. And, and hunger and homelessness in particular, uh, pretty much something I, you could say I experienced in the last, uh, in my struggle, uh, is a passion of mine. So talking about those passion beliefs yesterday, I pulled up, I'm going to throw this out because people deserve to be recognized. I pulling up at a light and, uh, there was a guy with the sign and honestly, I only had a, like literally a couple bucks in my wallet and it's times are tight right now. And, uh, uh, I didn't, and I've said before, you should have a bottle, bottle of water in the car for someone. I didn't have that. Uh, and uh, it was just me and my dog. And and uh, honestly, I was focused on getting to where I was. I had things on my mind. I was running late. And I was just looking at the light. I nodded at him and, and, and whatnot. But I had my windows up. He knew I wasn't going to give him something. And then I noticed the girl behind me, uh, probably early twenties, uh, beat her car, uh, rolled her passenger window down and called the guy over and gave him something. So as he was walking back up past my car, I absolutely gave him something and it shouldn't have taken me that, but it's, 
it's it's that passion of wanting to do something for humanity. And l- let's talk about a couple of other quick examples. And then let me give an example of how it's misplaced, because I've encountered this on dating apps as well. So there's, you know, obviously advocates of, uh, you know, uh, the LGBTQT lifestyle. And if I said it wrong, I'm sorry, I was just uh, going at the initials because there's so many varieties now, right? When I was in college, it was just LGB. Uh, So, uh, you know, it's it's changed. So there are people that are out there advocating, promoting those rights, and they should. They should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. And then more recently, we have Roe versus Wade, right? And there are people out there now, it's, I keep seeing this on dating profiles, uh, you know, you have to uh, uh, stand for, you know, uh, a woman's right to do what she she wants with her body. Well, so first of all, let's just get a couple things straight, right? I'm a liberal, basically speaking. So, you know, maybe moderate, but liberal for the sake of this conversation. It's, it's all, everything I just talked about, I'm, I'm good with, right? So I don't think government should dictate what a person can do with their body. It's that simple. Right. That's where I stand on that. But I'm bringing this up because I'm going to talk about how things get misplaced. All right. Now, I'm also going to say that and I've talked about covid vaccines versus other vaccines. But, you know, we live here in a democracy that's been around for 200 plus years where we've agreed upon certain laws that reflect social responsibility. And that's why we have like mandatory vaccines for school age children. But why something like covid isn't a mandatory vaccine. So and I don't think it ever should have been. Um, do I think every vaccine that school children get should be required and mandatory? Not necessarily. Uh, and that's where we have to stand up and we need people to be passionate about their belief. Because if you're not passionate about your belief, if you're not passionate about those things, then it's those people that are passionate that are making changes. But now let's talk about how it's misplaced. Because a woman just started going at me one day about this, the Roe versus Wade thing. And uh, and and I, I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, cool with it. I agree. And kept going on and on. So I sat for a minute. And I looked up some stats. And in my state, here were the statistics I found. I just told you my passion is about hunger. And and I mentioned that to to her in, in my conversation, but like I said, she was berating me about wearing two condoms and she lives six hours away. And so I looked up some stats. In my state, there were, in the year I looked up, 100,000 pregnancies or deliveries, births. I'm rounding. 20,000 abortions. And in my quadrant of the state, which is less than a quarter, my quadrant, there were 30,000 people hungry. So we had 100,000 people being born, 20,000 people being boarded, aborted, and 30,000 people starving. And it's not 30,000, it's probably 
150,000 more than that were born because I'm talking about one quadrant in my state, which is not a quarter of the population. So, yeah, I'm down. That's my passion, just like that was her passion. But we always have to keep perspective on everything, everything. Right. And we do need these people of passion with these beliefs to go out and fight for it. So I'm not trying to be passive aggressive with it. I'm not. I'm just saying you got to keep your perspective about everything because there are some people out there and I'm not saying she was one of them. She, she wasn't necessarily. But you see it every day. There are people out there. Think some of the Trump supporters. I'm I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not I was never a Trump fan, but there are people out there supporting certain you know, uh, well, I mean, the insurgency, people trying to throw over the government. I mean, come on, man. So that passion, those kinds of passions for beliefs, uh, like my passion to do something for humanity, other people's passions to do something for humanity their way, um, leads a lot of times to a passion for productivity and I have that uh, that comes from a lot of things like I can't stand to be not doing something that doesn't mean I don't like to have fun it means I'm gonna work on something productive whenever I can because I just have to but let's talk about passion for the person in your life for a minute and dating and how that gets misplaced and that's going to wrap it up and then that'll wrap it up so the best way i could think about this without because there's so much to talk about there is think about and a lot of people have never experienced this and some people have experienced it maybe for a moment with somebody and then it goes away or whatever and that's really called infatuation as opposed to passion Think of the song Speechless by Dan Plaché. You know, I've was talking with my mother of all people about this. Every woman I've dated was absolutely beautiful to me. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, my relationships. And, 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 and I'll tell you why that is. It's because somebody's looking at you when they look at you and when you look at them. There's a connection that, you know, only the two of you have. And, you know, Speechless is a perfect example of of where that's uh, a good moment. Marty Bum by Arctic Monkeys. Uh, That's life. Uh, That song makes me think of my uh, ex-wife. And, uh, you know, and then when you misplace your passion, uh, another song I love, Mavis by Nathaniel Rateliff. I recommend the live version from uh, Red Rocks uh, on 9-20-20, which was exactly two years ago. The last two lines of that song are, and all the time you bared your teeth, it was always just a smile for me. Because when you misplace it, you go out and you cheat like I did. Right. I I drank away my frustrations. You forget about the passion. It's not that it's not there. I can look at my ex-wife now and I still think she's beautiful to me. Doesn't talk to me, but, you know. But then let's talk about how that translates. Forget, forget, 
everything else about the relationships and passion for a minute. Let's talk about how that translates and into the dating world. And again, why go back and and have this episode dedicated to uh, uh, Alyssa, somebody looking for sugar. So I talked recently, I, I and, and I've said, I, I don't know if I said this, I think I said this in a podcast, I've loved hard four times and was working on a fifth, and the fifth was Jane Jetson, which fell apart. So if you listened about that episode, uh, it, it, it's like if you ever heard of the movie Nine and a Half Weeks, it's an old movie about a nine and a half week relationship with a lot of hot sex. It was my nine and a half weeks without the sex. But uh, the it, it started and then poof, it was gone. Right. And it was because I misplaced my passion about finding somebody who was such a connection with me. And uh, and and I, I've also mentioned a friend, Agent 99. And and right around the time that happened, I happened to touch base with Agent 99. And she said she said uh, I, <laughs> she said, how how is it your feelings get so extreme like that? Okay, so now I'm coming back to the dedication and and the whole sugar baby thing. So this is why. Let me tell you about the last three actual first dates that I had scheduled. And with people I met on dating profiles, right? About a day before the date, Dinner was scheduled. I even had reservations one time. They asked for nails or hair. And I canceled them all. I mean, now, this is not a dating advertisement. I'm just saying, if somebody says, this is what I don't want, why are you still throwing it out there? Obviously, I was part of that life at one point. And if I were going to do that, I'd say that. And I'm so I'm not going to go and beat you up for doing it because you're obviously just not looking for a relationship yet. You're looking for the sugar and that's fine. But it's like, what are you looking for, people? Because if you're looking for something else, if you're looking for something else, then you got to put the daddy before the sugar. I mean, uh, why is it so hard to figure out? I don't understand so how that translates to, to passion and dating. And I've seen it on women's profiles, too. And I mentioned it at the beginning. They're like, I would just like a guy to remember something about me. And I've messaged back and said, is it really that bad out there? So, it, it, you know, it, <laughs> if you have a passion for wanting to find something and you find it, you should embrace it and pursue it. It's that simple. It's that hard. And it doesn't just, so it, so it does pertain to what I did with Jane Jetson, but it pertains to a job. It pertains to, uh, 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 like I was saying, uh, uh, one of your beliefs. It's something that you feel strongly about. It should translate to your person. It should translate to your family. And if it's not, well, let me end it with this. I haven't talked a lot about pasta, baby, but pizza, baby, you know, was a three-year affair. So when 
pasta baby lasted about 15 months. And when I moved out, I actually texted the first one, pizza baby, and said, you want your cat back now because I'm moving. And if there was ever a time to want your cat back, it's now. And she said, no. I live by an expressway. And I said, so do I. But okay. Well, I didn't say that, but I knew she didn't want it. But anyhow, so I take the cat. And it was the first time we really talked a little bit about what happened. And she said, I was so hurt when I saw you were in a relationship so fast with Pasta Baby. So, you know, it's like I said, I found something immediately that felt right. So I held on to it. It's, you know, I probably misplaced my passion at the end of that one also. But, you know, (laughs) I should have held on to my ex-wife rather than do what I did because of the place I was in then, especially which I've talked about before. And I felt Pizza Baby should have done that with me then. Held on to me. And didn't. And people, you know what that's called? That's called karma. Because then it went around again with me. If you don't pursue your passion... It's going to bite you in the ass. Or you're going to sit there and not even be 85% happy. And nobody shouldn't be happy. We're all going to have struggles. And when I talk about passion, that's really where it comes from. It comes from the struggles. Because sadly, so many of us, this is cliche, but it's true. You don't appreciate what you have till it's gone. So uh, my ex-wife said that to me, and it, but it's it's not about that in that way. I, I'm uh, not going to go there. Like I said, I moved beyond that. I'm it's uh, uh, mistakes, not regrets. So you, there's some things you don't even do anything about, and if you're not going to make the most of it, then what the hell are you doing? And that's really the point. It's taking your lemons and making lemonade. The only way you're going to ever get beyond or get to your 85% happiness is to try to think about the choices you make and give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. I'll see you soon.